Confidence Mastery Podcast. I'm your host Natalie Rayley. Today we have the amazing Alison and Jazz joining us. Um, thank you very much for being here and for being a part of my podcast and sharing your journey. Um, I like to talk to interesting people and obviously, obviously as you know we're in Barbados and we met at the gym. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so I meet a lot of really interesting people at the gym and I find that you find a lot of like-minded people in that sort of environment. So when we got chatting I thought there's something really nice about you guys, your energy, and I really wanted to find out more about you and share what you do with my audience because yeah. I just love like the synergy between you as well. So yeah, yeah. Do you know what? We've only actually been together for a year. Yeah. Not even just under a year. And I think that's amazing. You wouldn't know. Yeah. It's like, or are you still in the honeymoon period? No, no. But do you know what it is? We we've had people ask us if, how long we've been married for. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it all comes down to just. You know when you you know when someone's got the same energy as you, like you're saying. Me and Alison have got we've got real similar similar energy, and we were both I think at similar uh, points in our lives when we met last year for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but shall I just give you a quick yeah, rundown? Yeah, that's how you of, met. Well, <laughs> well, it's an, it's a fun story. We basically met. I came. I've always wanted to live um, back in Barbados. I grew up here when I was like four to ten, and it was in the last like. Maybe six years, I'm 36 now. So when I was about 30, I realized how much living in Barbados had a influence on me as a person yeah. and my character and, mm -hmm. and who, I, who I am today. And I think the biggest reason was because it's so different to living in England or uh, you know somewhere else in the Western world like America, Canada, yep. uh, Europe. It's such a different way of life and the values are different. So when I grew up here, you know, we had the, we lived in the end of a little gap. We had the freezer. Next door neighbours had the fridge. The people opposite had the TV. The doors were always open. Yep. I'd be about five years old, and my mum. I'd wake up in the morning before my mum. I'd leave the house, and my mum would get up, and she'd be like, "Oh, has anyone seen seen Jazz this morning?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, he's out at sea with a fisherman. He's fishing." Amazing. And I think it was that kind of being brought up in that way and in that culture and that community, that, community yeah. that once you got once I got older. And don't get me wrong, I, I love England, you know, I lived in London, had a great time in my 20s. Um, but as, as I was getting a bit older, I was like, you know what, there's a different way to life where I don't have to be stuck on that. Uh, and I haven't ever really been on a hamster wheel like that, but I have done it in certain parts. But where I was yeah. like, you know, this isn't, there's another way to life. Do you know what I mean? You don't, I don't have to be stuck in this routine and always like head down, walking fast, everything's in a rush. So since then, I've always wanted to come back to Barbados. And because I, I'm an actor, it was always not really possible because I have to audition yeah. and I have to be, you know, I have Travel to, here yeah. yeah. But then lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. And when lockdown happened, all castings went online. And that's when, I, that's when we came over to Barbados. Uh, me, I came here last year for a holiday with me, my mum uh, and my brother. And we came for four weeks um, and I'd had a tough year. Yeah. I think mean, my, my dad passed away, my uncle passed away, and, uh, and another family member mm -hmm. passed away. Um, and at the end of those four weeks, I was like, you know what, mum, I think, because I'd just started auditioning online, mm. I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to extend for another week or two and just really chill. Yeah. Um, and at that point, that's where I met Alison. And Alison, mm -hmm. I'll let you tell your, how you came yeah. to be on the islands, and then we'll 
bring it all back together. Yeah, so it's an interesting journey, but I came in November 2020 with my daughter. She was doing online school. At the time, she was nine. And knowing what Canadian winters are like, I just thought, you know what, let's just go to Barbados. We'll do the same thing, but in Barbados, we'll just be there for four months. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, Canada cancels all flights back and forth to of the Caribbean. Course, yep. So I'm obviously staying. At this stage, um, I think I enrolled her into school here. So she finished off her grades four year here. Um, and she had just left the island to spend some time with her dad. We had been here for 11 months. And I was actually meant to go to go visit, to go to the UK to visit somebody that I had met. But we had met during lockdown and it wasn't quite like there was something that was missing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was. It was just great, great guy. And we got along great. I mean, I, I think we, we hung out a few times. Um, but not really because everything was under lockdown. So we were just, I was going there to properly really meet him. And I realized this entire time my bank card has has zero eight twenty one is the expiry date, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get a new bank card oh, because we so, were in August. Yeah, yeah, so we're in August. So it was, so I was waiting for my bank card to come through FedEx, and literally in that one week, because I was thinking something kept me delaying on the flight and the flight plans, and I thought let me just spend a little time here without having to do play dates and drop off to school and all that, and. In that week, that's when. Yeah, that's that, when so that's, that's, and that's the week where I was saying to my mum, you know what, mum, I think I'm just going to extend longer. for a bit yeah. longer. So I was on my quarantine, and because obviously we'd come, when I came out here last year, everything in England had just opened up. Everyone was going to festivals, yeah. everything was what back. What month was it? That was, was August it? last August, year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's what I think the first festivals were happening again. Yeah. And then, and then we came here, and then when we came here, it was, you know, there was curfews. And mm -hmm. yeah, and you had to. Um, uh, and I had to quarantine for five days. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So while I was on my quarantine, uh, Alison was staying in a villa next to the hotel or, or a house next to the hotel. And um, so she would come into the hotel and use the pool. And I was sat in my room on my balcony and I was like, <laughs> I was sharing, a um, sharing my like, apartment room thing yeah. uh, with my brother. And I was like, yo, bro, <laughs> I have got to meet this girl. This girl is looking fire. <laughs> so I was just there in a non-creepy way. But you know, I was still. Lie. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was there in my quarantine, and she just kept coming back and forth over the days. And then day five came, I was off quarantine, and she came back. And she always came in singing, and I was like, "Who is this girl?" <laughs> so she was sat at the end of the pool, and I swear, and this is going to sound really cheesy, a lot of this, but none of this was planned at all. I just wanted to chat to this girl, and I'm not really always confident like. Well, I am confident like that, but I would never normally just go up to someone who you know. It's easy to do when you don't really fancy the person yeah. like you can it's a bit of banter do you yeah. know what i mean but i looked felt at something yeah i felt yeah. something and i was like i've got to go and chat to her so she was at the end of the pool on the phone to one of her family and i was just in the pool on my own just like waiting for this conversation <laughs> to happen <laughs> trying to enter yeah <laughs> and someone had left like a miniature american football in there so i was just playing with that and i thought you know what i'm just gonna chuck it to the other oh, end of the you pool didn't. i did i did <laughs> chucked it to the other end of the pool thought let me have a little swim down there <laughs> she gets off the phone and Obviously, I know the listeners won't be able to see, but Alison, she looks like a creative. Yeah. And, and my industry is, my background is, uh, I, I'm a producer, so I've produced music videos, commercials, and feature films, uh, and, and I'm an actor. So I said to Alison, I was like, what is it you do? You look like a creative. Uh, and what did you say? I said, what do creatives look like? And I was like, hot. 
<laughs> creatives look hot. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Yeah, and then I was like, how long are you, uh, how long are you on the island for? Because I didn't know all of this backstory before. Yeah. And she was like, I'm here for, because I thought she may have been here on holiday. She was like, I'm here for another week. And that's because she was meant to be flying off to meet this other guy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, a week's long enough to take you out on a date then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that's how, that's how our relationship started. Um, and from there, obviously I was meant to stay for another couple of weeks, ended up staying for like four months, mm -hmm. which brought us to somewhere around uh, beginning, end of October. Yeah. And I said to Alison, I was like, you know what, I've got to go back to England. You know, my mum's moving house, she needs me to help her. Uh, I need to work. Um, and Alison said that. I was like, I'll be of service. I'm used to, like, I love to be of service and to help other people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, not, I don't think either one of, one of us wanted it to just be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'll come for a week. I was meant to go there anyways. I mean, better for me to go and, mm. and I want to help your mom. And yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's do this. So it was one week that I had planned on being there. Yeah, yeah, you booked a ticket for a week. And then we ended up, uh, I ended up extending for four months. Spent Christmas. Four months seems to be a theme. Yeah, yeah it was, it was around about that. It was around <laughs> about that. Yeah. But yeah, you ended up, so you came for the week, ended up helping my mum move uh, and then basically stayed. Spent Christmas. Spent Christmas with me and my family. Um, you then got you flew really... back in January, didn't you? No, we both we both flew back out yeah. here in January yeah. to meet her parents, uh, her mum and her stepdad and her daughter. And that was really beautiful. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go back to England to, to work. I got yeah. to, I think I got some acting work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that trip, so, that, so this was the first time we'd been apart for like maybe like eight, no, yeah. not quite eight months, probably about six or seven months at this mm -hmm. point. And, um, and whilst we were in England the first time, we went to... Uh, a hip hop brunch party in London, which was great fun. Nineties, early two thousand hip hop. Nice. So much fun. It was great fun. And in that time, because this was the first time we'd sort of been apart for a bit, and um, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to live back in Barbados. Uh, you want to? Alison yeah, wants to live in Barbados. Yeah. And I was like, we have to figure out, like, because it's all been a bit holiday romance, but yeah. not holiday romance. It's just it, we just click straight away, and our energies were the same. And I was like, we need to figure a way. Obviously, we've got a long-term plan. We've got plans of where we both want to be in life. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get on to yeah. that. But at this moment, you know, we've just been together for maybe six or seven months. And we know that we want to be in Barbados. We're, we're great here, individually and together. Um, I think being somewhere where there's calm, where there's peace, where there's sunshine, where mm -hmm. there's a sea, mm -hmm. where there's not... A f so much of a fast pace where you're able to disconnect a bit mm -hmm. really you can connect with people on a different level here can, as opposed yeah. to like in the rush of london or yeah. you know where people don't look at each other no. you know mm. like that community you were describing yeah you know, growing up here we used to have that when i was growing up in london mm. yeah yeah you don't see that anymore no. yeah you don't see so it so being able to come to places like this where you do still see it mm. i think it's a really nice thing like community yeah so it makes a huge difference to, yeah. to 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 how you feel as well but because we're trying to figure out, you know, we, we know that like we were going to get married in the first couple of weeks of meeting each other, no joke. <laughs> we but we didn't have our birth certificates because we were we weren't meant like neither we one of us was meant to. Yeah, yeah, we weren't meant yeah. to be here. Um, but that's how it, how we clicked. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. So but when is the wedding? Uh, do you know what the wedding is probably going to be next year? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so so we were figuring out how do we make this work for us here because we are going to be in Barbados. And as a quick thing because um, we need to be making money whilst we're here. Yeah. was like, look, you know what? Everyone in, we've got, Barbados has got uh, loads of people at the minute who are there here on a welcome stamp, which mm -hmm. is for anyone. That's where I came from. Yeah. 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 So for those who are listening who don't know, do, do you want to, because you, you've 
Are you on a welcome stamp? I was on the was? welcome stamp. Um, so being able to have a visa to work remotely for yeah. 12 months in somewhere like this yeah. is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So, because I used to live in, well, I moved back to Mallorca. Yeah. But I was able, you were able to just move there. Yeah. And it, and it was fine, like pre-Brexit. It's different now. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But to come to somewhere like this, you need to, you know, you can't take a, a Bayesian job. Mm. It's very difficult to get a visa, work, work yeah. permit. So the offering of the welcome stamp is phenomenal. Cause yeah. I met so many people on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Just wanting to experience something different from life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a really nice like thing minded. that they put, yeah, like-minded like people. Yeah, it was a yeah. great thing. And I know that they did it because obviously Barbados is a small island and majority of their income comes from tourism. tourism but then obviously thing. with uh, COVID, tourism really suffered. So then they came up with this welcome stamp idea. Genius. Which was genius. Oh. And it's brought so many people yeah. here. So we were saying, look, there's loads of people on the island who are here now from New York, Canada, Germany, Belgium, mm -hmm. France, England, Toronto, like all over the place. And they come with a certain level of, um, not expectations, they come with events that they've been to, that they're used to in from their hometowns. Mm -hmm. And when you come here, there isn't really that going on. And you can go on a catamaran and go and swim with the turtles on a shared charter, which, yeah. is, pretty which cool. is, cool, yeah, is cool, which is really cool. If you're here on holiday, great experience. Yeah. But yeah. if you live here, you need more. You need more. Yeah. Mm. So we was like, you know what? I was in England. Alison was here, and obviously we're talking and skyping and or video calling. And I was like, you know what? Let's do hip hop brunch on the catamarans. We'll get a DJ. Yeah. We'll get saxophonists, bongo players, all of that. So we so so we was like, yeah, let's do it. That sounds amazing. So we, that we came up with the idea that day. The next day, uh, maybe it was two days later. We, and and so, yeah, we, the website was live. Yeah, we're up. We're and we and we work well together because yeah. Alison's a perfectionist. Like she's super perfectionist. <laughs> I'm not. But if if Alison was doing it on her own, the website would have never gone up because yeah. it needs to be perfect. It's a bit of yin and yang. Yeah, so yeah. You pull him f forward. Yeah, you pull her forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So we made the so we had the idea today. Two days later, the website was live. Whilst the website was live, there were problems with it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we were just fixing them as we were yeah. going. You know, we're on different time zones. We're up late trying to sort it yeah. all out but the point is is we just pulled the trigger on it we made the website live yeah, it took action yeah. yeah i flew back to barbados maybe four or five days later yeah. and we did our first event a couple of days after i got back amazing so in the space of that two weeks and we sold out sold yeah out. we sold out um people loved it uh we did another one we did soul house on the on the catamaran but uh videographers bongo players, nice. saxophonists, you know, we made it a real event. Yeah. Um, and now, and, and that was, also sold out. that, was that also sold out. Mm. And this isn't, we're not, this was- We're not like club promoters, we're yeah. not promoters. Yeah, no. This is not like our lane. I think, this is not our lane at I all. why we ended up thriving in that mm. regard was because we thought of things that we love to do and yeah. events that we would like to be at. And instead of waiting around for someone else to think of it so we can go, we just thought, let's yeah. just create it. Well, that's the problem with, a lot of people they're like they they want to do this but they won't go and do it they won't mm. put the they won't even have the idea don't men don't take action on it mm. so that's part of what we're doing here this week yeah. yeah is making sure people have like they get these ideas out of their head put pen to paper yeah. and then mm. then they have to go take action and make mm. their dream a reality yeah yeah mm. and that's the only way and it, and a lot of that will come from uh fear yeah you know being uh either being afraid of failure or or it could be, it could manifest itself in, in many different ways. Afraid but of not being perfect. Yeah, yeah, afraid, yeah, 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 I think you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're, yeah. It's to be done than perfect, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. and you're the, the king of that. He's like, it's done, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 
but not everything is going to be perfect and yeah. you have to put yourself out there the only reason i was telling that story is because we met and it's everything happened so quickly and if i a year ago i was not in barbados i mean i just arrived in barbados yeah. for a holiday to just chill now i'm here we've got a house together here yeah. we've got a business together here yeah. um and I'm literally living a dream at and the you're moment. Still and nothing's on. perfect. I, we, I still don't have a plan, like a plan plan. You need to come to my retreat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and for anyone listening, it, uh, we, we came down here, um, we came here a few days ago, didn't we? At yeah. the start of your retreat, or a couple of days into yeah. retreat, Alison was, um, was doing a, a yoga class for all your students. And I have to say, this where you've brought everyone at Monkey Hill is like it's just the most beautiful location mm -hmm. and from what you were saying earlier it sounds like everyone's doing really yeah, well with putting yeah. their plans Thank together you. through like transformation yeah. and it's so important to mm. I think one of the things that you said that I, I completely resonates with me is um, yeah so often you have these amazing ideas but then they just I don't want to say they die because do ideas ever die but there's nothing if you don't take that yeah. action and i think a setting like this and and really incorporating you know health which is so important uh it's a big part of my journey and um you know the your your triangle your trifecta as you, if, <laughs> if you will, um, i think it's just so important and to do that in a space like this yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to think afterwards, like, what can't you achieve? Exactly. So I think that this, uh, this, this week is certainly set for transformation yeah. for your... Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's getting out of the day-to-day, -day, coming somewhere, like, truly mm. inspirational. Yeah. So that when you go back home, you're like, well, hold on a minute, I want, mm. I want more. Yeah. Um, I need to make these things happen. So one, I can go back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, have that added accountability and... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you wake up every day to a view like this and, you know, you incorporate the mm. health. Um, we've had a couple of guest speakers this week mm. and, and they both, like Gerald Ratner and um, Neville Wright. Well, amazing. Um, and they both spoke about the importance of health. They're both in like their 70s. Mm. I think Neville's younger than that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick edit. No, Neville, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, they've both been on the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and they were saying about the things that they do for their health and how it keeps them, you know, sharp. Yeah. Um, and it's like you know this as well because obviously you you led the, the yoga class mm -hmm. so do you want to share a bit about mm. your yeah. yeah well it's an interesting journey it is because i think so often um we come to where we're meant to be through negative experience or what negative experiences or what yeah. really could be you know um something that could really like break you down or be the start of a breakthrough yeah and for me, my journey with yoga happened after physical injury. For some reason in my life, a lot of my lessons come through physical injury. Okay. And I'll, I think I'm going, I'm going, going, going. And it's like, instead of me slowing down and doing that kind of thing for myself, knowing mentally I need to slow down, it's like, boom, all of a sudden I'm hit with something and I have to slow uh, down. It's like the manifestation yeah, thing. Yeah, it's so. Your body telling you. Yeah, mm. my body is something. I mean, obviously I've, I've known that I needed to slow down, mm -hmm. but at the time being a single mom, you know, being entirely responsible financially for my child and, you know, mortgage this, you know, the same hamster wheel that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I tore my ACL in 2016. And after that knee injury and knee surgery and the rehabilitation that you need to do with that, um, they turned a piece of my hamstring into my ACL, so I basically had to relearn how to walk. Yeah. 
top of my leg did not talk to the bottom at all. That must have been tough. Yeah, it was. It was. And actually, during that time, I met an, an somebody else that had gone through the surgery, and, and something she said to me stood out, which was, um, you know, you need to be really careful not to get depressed because a lot of people can get down. Yeah. You're you can't move. You're having to ice and take you know basically go between oscillate between icing your knee, taking the ice off. You can't walk around. Um, and so, yeah, I could imagine why people would get depressed in these scenarios. And at the time, actually, this is a, a bit of a sidebar, but at the time, I was prescribed Oxycontin. Mm -hmm. And that was back in 2016, at the beginning of that whole um, pharmacy, pseudocal thing, the thing. I mean, I don't know if I should mention any names, but I think everybody's very well aware at this stage of the synthetic heroin that basically mm -hmm. Oxycontin is. And um, I remember taking one, my daughter was three at the time, I remember taking one of them and saying to my doctor, I don't feel comfortable taking this, like, I feel itchy, I feel hot, I, did, I definitely didn't feel okay to drive. And then, at the time, uh, marijuana, cannabis was legal in Canada for medicinal purposes, yeah. so I went that route and I'm so thankful. I mean, obviously everybody's got different opinions yeah. about cannabis, but... Now that it's worked for you. Legal in yeah. Canada, and you know, I just went into the and they said, "What are your symptoms?" I'm like, "I'm experiencing pain." You know, um, I want something that I could have while I'm during the daytime, so I'm like cognitively there. I don't necessarily want to feel high. I just want the benefit of not having of having pain relief yeah. without mm. having to worry about a, a, like an addiction or anything else later on mm -hmm. down the road. So that was that. Um, but after my second knee surgery, I had another one, and then I had a foot surgery. And I remember being on crutches for, in around the time, like about two years, all added up. And I went to a chiropractor, and I, said, I thought, something's going on with my back. I was having sciatic nerve pain. I'm still having a trouble for work. Mm -hmm. And he basically said I had stage two degeneration in my spine, oh. and my spine looked like that of a 60 to 70 year olds. And if I didn't do this particular like length of treatment for the next year, going sometimes two, three times a week, that I would end up basically like I'm really like my body is going to be like. And I thought he said all of my patients though that do these stretches that I recommend all of them have 80% better recovery than my other one. So you mm. do need to do these stretches. Yeah. I looked at the stretches and I thought, I'm doing yoga. Yeah. And that was my beginning of my joke. And so you didn't actually go ahead with... I never went ahead with the with the chiropractic treatment. Yeah. I thought, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. And it changed my life because I went, I started off, of course, doing the, the recommended physio. And after, I think the, your, your yoga journey or whatever your fitness journey is, is you start it for, for one reason, but there are so many other reasons why you continue yeah, and to it evolves. It. You know, you might want to start working out because you want to look fit or you're, you want to look like an archetype. But then when you realize how you feel, mm -hmm. and for me, yoga is so much more off the mat. I mean, I, from there, I, it's really like reconnected me with my spirituality. It's reconnected me with um, just knowing that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. And there's so much, even when I see people that I don't really care for, there's so much in me I still see in them. Yeah. And that, to me, is what I think is important that we forget. You know, when we're dealing with humans in our day-to-day -day lives, like, these, they're us. We are yeah. each other. We are you know? We're yeah. a reflection. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. of each other. And, and, and so, yeah, for me, yoga was just a natural progression. I, I've been a, a fitness instructor in the past. Yeah. And, um... At one stage, I remember when I went from teaching dance, sorry, from doing the dance classes to teaching, and I remember that kind of switch when you realize, oh, well, it's, you know, it can sometimes take a bit of the joy away. Yeah. But I love yoga so much that I thought I need to share this with other people because if I hadn't had it, then I don't know that I would be where I'm at. Yeah. Where mm. we, 
you know, because mm. it's forced it forced me to kind of go inward and to uh, live a different way. Yeah, yeah. Meditate, focus on other things apart from just you know the material. You know, there's so many other dimensions that we need to. But I think it also gives a a, a discipline. Yeah, it um, does. Like I know you're better at it than me, but I mean you have a like a morning routine yeah. do you know what i mean you oh, get yeah, up so mm -hmm. the first thing you put in your body is, has to be something good for you hot yeah. water lemon yeah. uh neem tea out here yeah. you spend a bit time then you do your yoga then you meditate yeah. and that's the start of your yeah start I tried, the day. you know what i read this book by robin sharma called mm -hmm. the 5 a.m club and i was never a morning no nope. <laughs> <laughs> even in university i would do the 24-hour library and i would like go be there i would be the one at midnight you know doing the studying and so when I read his, I read his first book, which was uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And then this book, which is called The 5 a.m. Club, talked about doing, uh, having, setting up a bulletproof morning routine. Yep. And he coaches, he's an executive coach. He coaches, you know, all sorts of people in Fortune 500 companies and blah, blah, blah. But I thought, you know, there's got to be something to this because my morning routine at the time was just like barely getting myself out of bed, okay? Like, and I'm doing it for my daughter. So yeah. I know that lunches have been made the night before. So I can make it, I do everything the night before so I can make, you know, just as quick from that period of me waking up to getting to school. Yeah. Like I could just make that as quick as possible. Um, but I just thought there's got to be something to this. So he talks about um, starting your morning with uh, some sort of exercise. So 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation, 20 minutes of journaling. So yeah. I, I've, I've sort of taken that and sort of adapted it into my own routine because for me, 20 minutes is just not enough. Mm -hmm. I would like to do a little bit longer. So... Um, and so I'll do something like, um, you know, something that's super cardio, maybe a very a fast flow. And then I'll do some yoga afterwards. It's a bit more gentle. Yes. I read um, that book. Yeah. I'm, I tried the 5 a.m. thing. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. But the routine thing in the morning, yeah. mm. uh, life is so much better when yeah. you have that good start to the day. Mm -hmm. Because it puts you in a great frame of mind. Exactly. It bo boosts your confidence. Mm -hmm. And especially at times where you're not 100% sure what your direction is. Yeah. Because even just getting up, having that routine, whether it's just getting in the shower, brushing your teeth, yeah. getting dressed, making the bed. Yeah. At least that that's a start. Mm -hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas it, and that, that can propel you to then go on and do other things. But if you're stuck in a situation where you don't have any routine, mm -hmm. it's so easy to just not want to get out of bed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's when people become more depressed. Yeah. yeah. And then you close the windows, you're not getting sunlight, mm. you're not getting any, like, proper energy. Mm. Vit vitamin D is so important. Mm. It's overrated. I got yeah. a new crystal yesterday. It's over there. You got, uh... <laughs> it's getting the energy from the oh, sun. Yeah, it's uh, it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's like... It, the, the sun gives us energy mm. and even if it's cloudy and overcast you need to get out in nature and yeah, yeah. Like, Super important. i just i hate all of that being inside yeah. stuff so i can totally understand why you live here mm -hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> it's like, it's a huge draw for me. yeah so when is the next event well <laughs> <laughs> well the next event it was meant to be in uh in a couple of weeks, two weeks in, yeah. yeah in two weeks but luckily well not luckily but I, I got a part in uh, I've got a part in Emmerdale, nice. so I've got to fly back for a few weeks to film that, and then when I finish that, I got another part in uh, a film. A really amazing film. Ooh, yeah, it's really cool. You're allowed you to tell us or not? Well, I don't know if I can tell you about the films per se, but it's uh, and I sound really wanky saying that, but I just don't know because <laughs> okay. I've, li I've literally just found out in the yeah. last few days. Amazing. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I think it's since since we yeah. since I last saw you, I found yeah. out. Um, nice. So yeah, so I finished that and then I go straight on to a film with Luke Evans where I play his best friend. 
and so so we're going to have to delay the the, the event, the event um, nice. well not nice but nice. yeah yeah but, <laughs> yeah. but we are going to do the event yeah. again but my whole thing has always been I've always and I think it's you know we were talking about manifestation and stuff I do think like since I was younger uh, I've always said I really want to live back in Barbados yeah. and just travel to, to act and here I am doing that yeah. and I think a lot of that comes down to since me and Alison have met like we both we both have got each other's backs yeah. and we, and this is sort of leads on from what I was saying earlier actually we both met at a time at a transitional phase yeah. where Alison was at the top of her ladder in the corporate world and in her words she'd say you know I've got to the top of the mountain but I'm at the wrong mountain mm -hmm. and I was at a transitional point where um, you know I'd had some deaths in the family and was just sort of working out where it is I wanted to be yeah. and before I was producing a lot and producing and taking me away from acting and I decided to not I don't want to produce anyone's projects anymore unless they're really great projects or unless it's my own project I'm going to turn work that work down yeah. and put all my eggs into uh, to the acting which isn't an easy choice which is yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not an easy choice yeah. and, and what happened yeah. was with that is is that and that was really tough to do because in one of the trips uh, a few months ago when I went back to England, I went back for an acting gig and whilst I was there, I got offered to produce a, um, a, a film. It wasn't a great film. Yeah. I, could I could see it wasn't going to be a great film, but it was like 20 grand for a couple of weeks work. Yeah. And I was like, and, and I called Alison up to tell her and she was like, but you said that you weren't going to do any of those sort of projects anymore that you mm -hmm. didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, yeah, you're right. But it's really good money. And yeah. she was like, yeah, but you said you weren't going to do those sort of things. And I was like, all right, you know what, you're right. Mm -hmm. And then from that, then I got another acting gig mm -hmm. and everything started to flow. Yeah. And, and if you had done that job, then that yeah. acting gig, it that wouldn't came have happened. Yeah, so I wouldn't. You're following I wouldn't, your passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and I wouldn't have been able to lead a better lifestyle than I, the one that you want. And mm -hmm. it actually led me to, I, it, was, it was a commercial, um, but it was with Idris Elba. And nice. what was great about it was, was like in, in, I didn't have any lines in that commercial. Um, and so we got to set and Idris was, this is actually a little, can I, can I tell you this story? Yeah. Yeah. Really All right. Story. So basically, so just before I got the, the audition, just before I got this part in this commercial with Idris Elba, I was here and me and Alison have now done our second event. Um, so this is about six months ago or so. We've done our second event together. It was another sellout. Um, we were staying in like an apartment, nothing fancy or anything. We were, you know, cause we'd been going back and forward and uh, we were getting a house here, but yeah. wasn't ready until now. So we were just staying in this apartment place. Um, and, but we was with each other. Mm. And I was like, you know what, babe? I think that if, um, if I don't do, if I was to not, cause I've never considered not acting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, you know what? If, if I'm out here and it means that I can't go to certain workshops or auditions, but I'm here with you and we're doing these events at the minute. You know what, I think this is, I'm, I'm happy with this life. Like it's not life changing money, mm. but it's enough money. And I'm happy, like I think mm. I could, I think I could just, I could do that. Yeah. Fast forward a day, I get this audition. But isn't that how it always happens? Yeah. You let go of your attachment yeah. to something yeah. and then all of a sudden things so start ushering circle back. Yeah. You, you can't hold on to things with this tight fist mm -hmm. yeah. in your hands and then- And be open to receive. Yeah, you have to be open to receive, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So you fast forward a day and then this audition comes through and I normally hate doing 
commercial auditions because it's so cringe. Like some of the things you have to do are just really embarrassing and you're often waiting in the waiting room for like an hour and especially before lockdown. So you, yeah. I was living in Brighton at the time. So I'd travel like an hour and a half to the audition. I'd get to the audition. I'd have to wait in a waiting room for about an hour, go in for about a minute and a half, do something really embarrassing and cringe, and then that's it, and you leave, and you like. I kind of want to sit in and watch these. You, I mean, you, you'd have a field day. <laughs> oh my gosh, my and then I'm. I used to do these, so I used to hear sometimes like you know somebody else was doing a commercial audition, somebody in there is just screaming like at the top yeah. of their lungs for like thirty seconds, and then like okay, your turn's next. And then you Screaming come out for another 30 seconds. Yeah, and then you come out and you're like looking at yourself from outside of your body like yeah. with shame. Like, did I just do this? And then you got that walk to the yeah. tube. Then you're sat on the train to Brighton. And the whole time you're thinking about, I can't believe I just did that. And then you don't get the job. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what gives you the confidence to do what you're doing now instead of those cringe? Um, do you know what it is? I think it's... Um, so I've been acting since... So I'm 36. I've really started acting when I was like 14, just with like the National Youth Theatre, yeah. which is it's a really... Uh, you audition to get in, but it's not, you don't get paid or anything. You're kids and it's just like a theatre yeah. group. But it's a really respected theatre group. Like I was in there with uh, Matt Smith, who was Doctor Who, and um, who else was in my year? Uh, Tom Allen, who now does quite a few things. There's quite a few people. It's just a respected yeah. thing. A lot of people yeah, yeah. have come through. Jude Law, David Williams, Judy Dench. Uh, a lot of people have gone through there over the years. Yeah. And so I've been acting sort of since then. And then when I got to 21, I started doing music videos, producing. And then that led on to doing loads of other people's music videos. Uh, before I knew it, I was doing that. Uh, and then my time was split between acting and uh, producing. And then, like I said, it was only recently like in the last year where I've said, you know what, I need to, I want to get back into the acting. Yeah. And what my journey with that was... Uh, was it over last year? No, no, yeah, it was, it was longer than the last the year. Last two years? No, the last few years, because I, I went to, I went to um, LA to produce a film with a friend of mine, and I came back, and the day I got back, my mum my called me and she said, uh, I've got some good news and bad news for you. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, well, the good news is, I've, uh, I've applied for you to go and do your master's at Central School of Speech and Drama. And I was like, Amazing. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I'm up for that um, because I wanted to get back into doing acting yeah. and I probably wouldn't have. Uh, I may have done in my own time, but my mum knows me. She knows she where my passion is. It. So she yeah. just pushed me into it. And I was like, all right, what's the bad news? And she's like, bad news is it's tomorrow and you've got to learn two five minute monologues. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but that, so that was the start of that. And I think that, and, and that was investing time yeah. into doing what you enjoy and doing what you're passionate about. If you don't invest time into it, then mm. it's not going to become a reality. Yeah. And I think for me, where the confidence comes with it is that um, I trust my ability. Yeah. I trust that I am good enough to do this. And I believe that it will happen. Mm -hmm. And that led, and I've always had that, and, but I haven't always had the dedication to it. I've always split my time between producing and acting yeah. or something else. And it's only really since when I let go of uh, it all in terms of, when me and Alison met and we were doing the events and I was just, it was just a flippant thing. I was like, you know what, if this is, if this is what my life would be, I'd be happy with this. Mm -hmm. And then I got the audition for the commercial and the next part of that was, you know, we was, I was in the waiting room on Zoom and, um, you know, we, we, I'd been waiting for about 50 minutes. I was meant to be seeing 50 minutes ago. We had something to do. I think it was something to do with the event or it was, a, we had something to do and I was like listen babe let's just go like you never get these auditions anyway they never like it's just we're waiting here for ages we're in Barbados at the time obviously he didn't know it was with the I didn't know yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't know it was that 
And, uh, and Alison was like, no, no, they're expecting you to be there, so we'll wait and then we'll do what we need to do afterwards. I was like, oh, all right, fine. 30 seconds later, less than that. Hi, Jazz. Um, so you're there in the waiting room. And I was like, oh, yep, 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 yep I'm, I'm here. Present. <laughs> yeah. So we did the audition and, um, and then I ended up getting the part, which was really cool. And I forgot about it, really. I forgot what the audition was. And then like, like two or three weeks later, they called me up. The costume lady called me up and she was like, oh, yeah, so um, you're, uh, you're the piano player. And I was like, huh? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I said I could play the piano. <laughs> and I used to be able to play the piano. I used to play the piano, but I can't play the piano anymore. And then so she's talking to me and I'm like, oh, shit, I completely forgot about that. Now I've got to figure this out. And um, he was going through it, and I'm like, babe, they're not going to force you to play the piano. I was like, I'm the piano. So going like, you really shouldn't have lied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she she let slip that because she was telling me that you know you're going to be wearing a fedora hat, linen trousers, all this summery stuff. And I was like, but aren't we filming this in London? And she was like, yeah, but Idris is in Spain at the moment filming uh, stuff on location, and you and him are doing your scenes together in the studio. And I was like, what? What? It, 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 <laughs> what? Like Idris Elba? Yeah. And and she was like, oh, sugar, I wasn't meant to tell you. I've signed an NDA. Um, don't tell anyone. Obviously, it's been out now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And funnily enough, there's actually, this is a really, if I can just tell this story, because there's a few layers to it. Yep. Um, so I've been trying to get hold of Idris Elba for a while. Uh, we've got mutual friends who've worked together, yeah. but I didn't really want to go to them to, to, to get in contact with him. Yeah. Um, because I, for various reasons, I just didn't want to. And all of a sudden, here I am about to act with him on set as an equal. And that's the thing with acting, like once you're on set, like you're, you're all equals, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is great. So anyway, the night before the night before we we're on set, uh, I'm trying to teach myself piano again. And the things that I used to play on the piano, I was never like, I could never really read music, but my mum used to play and she used to teach me things, but she used to teach me like a bit of Beethoven mm -hmm. and like green sleeves and a few of those sort of things. And so they're all quite complicated, yeah. but I knew them at the time. Like fast forward 15 years, I've completely forgotten them. So I'm now on YouTube at like two in the morning, oh, trying to teach totally myself sweet. like Beethoven. And I'm just, I, and eventually I give up because I was like, I've got to be in, I've got to be in the studio at like 5.30, yeah. it's already two, I need to get some sleep. So then I get there and it's a massive studio, huge, huge studio with a big grand piano in the middle and a spotlight on the grand piano and about 60 or 70 crew all there. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I cannot believe this. <laughs> so I get to the piano and I just, Pushed, like Idris Elba's not out yet, I pushed the buttons, uh, the keys quietly just to, to see if I can just do like a chord or two yeah. and, um, and nothing comes out. So I like look around me, I was like, okay. So I push it a bit harder, nothing comes it out again. And I'm like, result, it's a fake <laughs> piano. <laughs> the, the art director comes on because there's a, there's a vase on the piano and he's readjusting the vase. I say to the art director, I was like, it's such a shame, you know, that the piano is not real. It would have been nice to have a little play. <laughs> And he starts looking at like the piano. It. Yeah, he starts looking at the piano like there's some sort of switch and like playing with it. And I was like, oh no, no, no you know what? It's, 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 it's probably best not to yeah. have it, not to have it because you know we're gonna there's gonna be dialogue and yeah. and it's the sound probably won't work. But I'm, yeah, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Just leave it. But then what happened? This is what this is back. This all ties in with the confidence question. What when we was on set, so there weren't any lines for this. Yeah. Um. He it's, it's a bookings.com commercial, but it's Idris Elba's doing his pieces to camera, and I was part of it. Like me, him, and this other girl were in this particular scene, and so he's doing his lines, and he looks at me and says something, and he's and it just felt, it felt awkward, it felt stale, it felt like something needed to be said. Yeah. So then I just started improvising with him, and I can't remember exactly how the improvisation went, but it was funny, and then all the crew were laughing, so. And so I was like, all right, cool. 
And then I said to him, and I was like, oh, all right, you know what? In my head, I was thinking, actually, this is like Idris Elba's gig. This yeah. is his commercial. I don't want to overstep the mark. So I said to him, uh, Idris, do you mind? Sorry about that. Do you mind if I improvise? And he was like, no, no, man, that was funny. Do your thing. Let's have a play. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. Next time, why don't you come and sit next to me on the piano and start playing the piano with me and we'll do the same sort of thing and we'll just vibe off each other. So he did that on the next take. And then everyone was laughing even more and some of them were like doing a little clap and then Idris Elba stood up he started applauding and pointing it towards me and saying it was all him this is oh, all his impro wow. yeah and nice. for me the, talking about boosting confidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so for me what that was was uh because I hadn't been acting for a few years obviously it'd been covid and then before yeah. that I was producing I'd just done my masters so I was just getting back into it and for me what that was was I, I believe in myself, mm. I believe in my talent, and I believe that it will always, it is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. when. Mm, and yeah. what that did for me was, I belong here. I'm on set with Idris Elba, who's a big Hollywood actor. I belong on this, in this space. Yeah. I know that it put me in this space. I'm not gonna freeze up. I'm gonna come yeah. alive. Mm -hmm. And we, and the improvisation was great between us in the end. Yeah. I didn't think they would use it because if yeah, I, and actually the reason I actually did start improvising at first, it was because it felt stale, but I was like, you know what, if I can get some words in here, yeah. I'm going to get paid more money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they didn't use it in the end, what, partly I think because they would have had to have paid more and yeah. secondly because the advert's only 30 seconds long yeah. and we're improvising and... It, it doesn't matter why they did or yeah, didn't, what matters is the experience you yeah, had it was, did. Yeah, it was the experience, you know? yeah. And that, that brings us nicely to a, a sort of closed but an opening for maybe another catch-up yeah and um, what tips would you give to people for living the life that they want on their terms with confidence as we bring this to a close mm -hmm. i think for me um sometimes you don't necessarily have the confidence that you need and, and it sounds crazy to say fake it till you make it but mm. i say read as much as you can listen yeah. to as much as you can um even when I, at the times in my life where I had no clue which which way was going next, I mean, my story is so has been had so many ups and downs, but sometimes it's just um, somebody maybe recommending a book to you. Mm -hmm. You read that book, and then all of a sudden you've got something that just you really really gives you that next push to go into the yeah. next stage. I encourage everybody to take care of your body. You only get one. You mm -hmm. know, I've seen so many. My father included passed away at fifty one. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why I care so much about wellness and I care yeah. so much about what other people are doing because he was morbidly obese when he passed away. And oh. all of the, um, you know, my family members that have had other issues, it's just like I really would say what you put into your body matters, you matter, mm -hmm. and, and what you put into your mind matters. So don't think that watching loads and loads of TV inside your house uh -huh. is going to help you, um, you know, be able to figure out these next steps. I think taking some time out from your typical routine just give yourself go on a date with yourself yes into nature yes do something different and and eventually read 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 and eventually something will stick and you will find what your purpose is what it is that you need to be but it won't happen just because you're sitting around waiting for it you have to get after get it and go, go yeah. after it take action yeah. mm. that's where things happen. yeah for sure yeah. and i think i would say that um this is just like I say whatever it is that you in like life is short mm -hmm. and I've got friends who are bankers who love it uh, I've got friends who are bankers who don't love it um, I think if there's something if you're doing something in your life that doesn't that you don't really love fully fully love because you spend a lot of time at your work if you're if you if you love being a banker or whatever it is that your career is 
then great stick stick yeah. with it but if there's any part of you that doesn't love it and i would really just really urge people to 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 pause to take a pause and to mm -hmm. if you know what you do love if you love being a seamstress or making clothes or doing art whatever or making music whatever yeah. that area is setting up your own business cleaning company whatever it is just really take the time and just put some energy into making that happen mm -hmm. uh, and if you're not sure what it is yet but you know that you don't love what you're doing then like Alison says read Good. things listen to podcasts mm -hmm. take some time take some time out on this <laughs> on a retreat like yours yeah. and 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 figure out what it is that, that, that yeah. you love because that's where you spend most of your time yeah. Yeah. life's and too short to be miserable can't. isn't it life is way too short to be miserable yeah. You're life right. is way way too short to be yeah. miserable and so, you will develop confidence i think from doing those things mm -hmm. that you love that you're good at that your natural ability yeah. is there every time you you have a small win it will build your confidence and it i think that's that. actually the answer i find my confidence because i love i love, love my, what i'm doing yeah how can i have confidence in something if i don't love it yeah because I, I, do you know what i mean you can be good at something mm. like i was good in the corporate world i was yeah. good at it but it doesn't mean that i loved it no. and I, I mean I didn't have as much confidence as I think I have today because I was just finding ways to escape of the yeah. the, the 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 regular routine. Yeah, that it's going creating through. that life that you really want, mm. isn't it? And yeah, living yeah. it to its fullest. And as you were saying earlier, like sharing love. Yeah, 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 exactly. So where can people find you? Well, we are. Um, our, our company is Vibes on Vibes. That was the. That's the. It's V I B E S on V Y B E S. Um, and that's the company that we started here in Barbados. That's our entertainment company, uh, our events. Events yeah. experience. Yeah. Experience. Experience. Experiences. Um, My, I'm on Instagram at Allison for real. So it's A-L-L-I-S-O-N-F-O-R-R-E-A-L. And that's all your yoga stuff and yoga. your clothes, fashion. We'll put all the links yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. There's some fashion stuff too. Yeah. You're Jazz Lintot. I'm just, ja I'm just playing Jazz Lintot on, <laughs> on, on Insta. Amazing, what an yeah. amazing name. Yeah. It's like, oh, so people are like, oh, is that your real name? Yeah, yeah. Jazz, his mom is that dope. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put all the links and stuff yep. in the show notes for people to be able to connect yeah. with you. So thank you very much for being amazing people. Thank you so much, Natalie. Today. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely have to keep in touch and we catch up. Will. And we'll do something next week. And we'll I'll go to the you beach, aren't we? We'll go to the beach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> beach the beach. always a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my, I think my heart and soul is at the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I want to say before you wrap it up, yeah. I just want to say thank you for doing the work that you do. Because yeah. like you said, it doesn't even, I mean, I'm sure you're reaching a lot more than one person. Yeah. But ev truly, even if one person can benefit from having the confidence to move forward to do something else that is changing lives thank you appreciate mm. that thank you for doing the work that you oh. do yeah yeah we listened to, to some of your podcasts yeah. already and yeah. they're great thank yeah, you i really really enjoyed them good yeah. so i'm glad to hear that yeah so yeah everybody that's listening i'm sure will enjoy this too yeah i hope so so we'll catch up soon thank you very yeah. much thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed this please share it with everybody in your contact list <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise i will see you on the next one perfect bye <laughs> bye